Welcome to another edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host, here with you as always. And in today's show, I'll be previewing week number 11 for fantasy football in 2021. Big questions, starter sit, booms, and busts on today's show. I do apologize because right now I am not talking into my microphone, as you may not, as you may be able to tell. Uh, unfortunately, when I'm recording this, the room that I have the microphone set up in is not available at the moment. So I had to use my Apple earbuds instead. That's just a one-time thing, though, for this episode. I do apologize. But, um, I mean, I don't think the sound quality should be too bad. Um, I'm, but, yeah, so it, sh- it should be fine. I mean, I've been using this for most of the podcasts as of late. It's only recently that I was able to switch back to the regular microphone once I replaced it. But, uh, yeah, it's just for this episode, so apologies for that. But. We'll get through it and be back next week with the microphone. And you know what else is back next week? The Thanksgiving show coming out a week from today. And also the uh, reactions and waiver show coming out that Tuesday. Both of those shows, as is the rough plan right now, should have Chris on them. So go check those out. Uh, make sure you're there when they drop and uh, you're getting all the advice. It's possible the Thanksgiving show even drops the night before, after I'm done recording it, maybe I'll just put it out a few hours early for as a special gift. Who knows? We'll see. Um, so let's get started. And before we get started, I wanted to apologize for the publishing error on Tuesday's podcast. And if you heard it, you are truly a devoted podcast listener. But basically what happened was if you, you heard it, you probably know this by now and you saw the this updated description. But for most of the day on Tuesday, I had attached the um, wrong audio file to the podcast, and there's an explanation. So basically, I was working on the podcast late at night, and I mean, I had recorded it, and then I was also working on a French podcast project, ironically enough, for French 3 class. I had to talk entirely in French with a partner, and so we recorded that, and I edited it, and I was like, okay, I'm going to use the same editor that I use for the podcast, because then I can put in all the sound drops that I want and make my own intro and edit audio the way I want it. So I was like, okay, I will take care of the editing and I will make sure it is attached, but before the due date. So I submitted it to my teacher and it was attached before the due date. But, and I was also, so after that, I had decided, I don't know, for some reason, after I was done editing the podcast, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do the French broadcast first and then post this. So I went to go post the podcast. And as usual, I wrote up the description, published it, didn't think anyone thing was wrong until the next day at about 3.30 p.m. I checked after school and the podcast was not there. It was a four-minute French podcast, which I had, it was the very same one I had recorded the previous night and listened to in class that day as they all got played for everyone to hear. So not only did my podcast get played in front of the entire class to get here, to hear, it also got played for anyone who wanted it between when it was released at 3 a.m. and when I took it down at 4 p.m. So over 12 hours, that was sitting there in place of the actual episode with the description that was supposed to go with the actual episode. And so that was what that was all about. So I sincerely apologize for that. I don't know if anyone's mad about that. That's just kind of funny. But I replaced it. I updated the description. And it's there now if you want to hear it. Um, Some of the waiver advice may be a bit outdated as a lot of those guys may be picked up, but it's still very relevant. So you should go (laughs) check that out. And I did update it. Uh, once I saw the same day, of course, but yeah, I mean, it's fixed, but that's just kind of funny. I think that might be the biggest mistake I've ever made in the show's history. And uh, it's kind of a weird coincidence that that even happened. So nothing actually ended up going wrong with the French pod- podcast, except for the fact that I also published it as an episode of the Second Goal Fantasy podcast. 
for about 12 hours. Okay, so that was just a quick story, um, quick little spiel before we get into it. Uh, let's hop into the show now. Let's start out with some big questions. All right, time for big questions. Got three as usual. How are we viewing the Patriots' backfield now? Ramondre Stevenson this week with Damian Harris out with a concussion had 20 carries for 100 yards and two touchdowns. I am viewing the Patriots' backfield pretty similarly. I mean, we've already seen that Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, and Brandon Bolden will all get involved in this backfield. I think that it's Damian Harris's backfield when he gets healthy. I think this uh, workload by Stevenson will establish himself as a slightly bigger contributor, but Harris is still the best running back in this backfield. And, I mean, he is definitely going to be inconsistent because Bill Belichick runs a committee a lot, but there are plenty of carries to go around. So I think Damian Harris is still going to be very good. He has had a very easy schedule as of late. Um, which I mean, that may, he may, his production may fall a little bit when he gets harder matchups. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I'm not viewing the Patriots backfield too much differently. Damian Harris is not losing his job right now. Ramondre Stevenson may take a little more of the workload, but Damian Harris is still the preferred running back. How should we view this giants wide receiver room? So the giants wide receivers are crossing fingers. Now, finally all getting healthy along with Saquon. So that leaves Saquon Barkley as the running back. And then uh, Darius Slayton, Kadarius Tony, Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay as the receivers, and Evan Ingram as the tight end. So there's a lot to unpack here. And I think Saquon Barkley, his role is pretty safe. He will have the groundwork. He may not be the most efficient, except when he rips off that one big run. And he will get some receptions, although not as many as he used to back in the Eli Manning era. Um, I think when all four of these guys are healthy, it's Darius Slayton is kind of the odd man out here. Because you have Sterling Shepard is the short yard, intermediate yardage guy. Kadarius Tony is the gadget, electric guy. And then Kenny Galladay is, if he's ever what he's supposed to be, the deep ball 50-50 uh, stretch the field guy. So that kind of leaves Darius Slayton out. He plays a similar role to Kenny Galladay when Galladay has been out with injuries. So I think the best receiver, the one that you want, the most consistent, especially in PPR, is Sterling Shepard. Uh, Kadarius Tony has some upside as well. I think he's the number two. And Kenny Galladay is the third receiver that you want in this room this is I mean I'm still still hoping for the Kenny Galladay bounce back I cannot believe like he I I was so sure that his floor was going to be back end wide receiver too it's just not like it just apparently you pay 18 million a year for a guy for nothing now is Dan Arnold to set it and forget it start at tight end now Dan Arnold has had 24 targets through the last three games he has Averaged around 10 half PPR fantasy points per game in that span since being traded to the Jaguars. He has been incredible. He hasn't scored a touchdown. So there's no real like set it and forget it start at tight end other than Travis Kelsey. But with because of that, there's like a thin tight end room. And so like thin tight end options on the waiver options on the waiver wire. And Dan Arnold is still a guy who's somewhat available. So yeah, I mean, I'd say so. Dan Arnold has established himself in the tight end one tier. I think he should be in your lineups if you have him, unless you have another like Mark Andrews type of tight end. Like Dan Arnold is honestly like heading into close to that, or maybe even in that top eight tight end tier. He has been very good. This transition to the Jaguars has helped him immensely. He is uh, a great, he's been a good player and a good security blanket for Trevor Lawrence. So yeah, Dan Arnold set it and forget it. Tight end start at least as much of a set it and forget it start as you can have in that kind of tier. Let's move on to starter sit. Three guys to discuss here as always. Number one, Kendrick Bourne versus the Falcons. Kendrick Bourne is a sit. Loving the matchup here, of course. Loving the big playability that Kendrick Bourne has. But let's just take a detailed look back at his game log. And I mean, of course, we know the Patriots want, has, uh, have a lot of guys to compete for targets. 
it tends to be a lot of um like uh Tight, the tight ends, Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry, RBs getting involved, Nelson Aguilar in the receiving game. So Kendrick Bourne, four receptions for 98 yards in the touchdown, three carries for 43 yards last week. First of all, that groundwork is not going to continue. That's not like a consistent thing. I mean, he'll get some from time to time, but you can't rely on it. The Patriots also scored 45 points in this game. The previous two games, he didn't get over five half PPR points. The game before that, he had four receptions for 68 yards. Somehow he got 13.8 half PPR points. I don't know if he had like, it doesn't even say he had carries on here. He might have had like a two-point convert, like two two-point conversions or something. I'm not even really sure how that works. But either way, I mean, like if it wasn't for the, whatever that was, he wouldn't have had that great of a game. And then against Dallas in week six, he had a 75-yard touchdown. That was about it. Previous two games, he or the previous game, he didn't do very well against Houston. He did okay against Tampa and New Orleans. But the point is, Kendrick Bourne has been inconsistent. And against Atlanta, he's a fine dart throw. And that's why I put him here, because it's a difficult decision. Because for a decent amount of the time, he's been scoring a good amount of points. But I'm still sitting Hendrick Bourne, although it is still pretty borderline for me. Because, I mean, he does get that rushing workload. You can't discount that. That can be a nice bonus from time to time. Deontay Foreman, revenge game versus the Texans. Are you starting him? Are you sitting him? I am sitting him, even against this atrocious Texans defense. Foreman had 13 touches last week, did pretty well despite not scoring a touchdown. He did have a long reception, which really contributed, but I just don't really see that the Titans running game being much of a factor in this one. And this three-man committee between Adrian Peterson, Deontay Foreman, and Jeremy McNichols has all been very, very inefficient. So I see this as being Ryan Tannehill pass first kind of game. Maybe Deontay Foreman gets to chew some clock later in the game, but I mean, I really doubt he gets much production. So I'm going to sit him. Although the juicy matchup, maybe he gets some garbage time. Jarvis Landry versus the Lions. Jarvis Landry is a fine, like, if you want anyone who's going to be guaranteed to be in the top 48, Jarvis Landry is that guy. But he doesn't score touchdowns at all. His target share will be there. He's got a good matchup. But Jarvis Landry doesn't have a touchdown this year. And he had, like, I don't even know how many he had last year. It was There was a while last year where Jarvis Landry had, like, had not had a touchdown entirely he ended up with three but he started the first half of the season without having scored one despite having 72 catches Jarvis Landry doesn't get in the end zone often and he doesn't have that upside so it's just not worth it in a run first offense with a banged up Baker Mayfield it's not I wouldn't give give the shot to Jarvis Landry right now even with Kareem Hunt out although if you're going to this is probably probably the best week of the season that you're going to have to do it let's move on to booms and busts Two booms, two busts. First, Brandon Cooks versus the Titans. Brandon Cooks didn't have too good of a week last week with Tyrod Taylor coming back. But, guys, he had 14 targets. Uh, he had a bye last week. But now he's heading into a great matchup with the Titans. I think Taylor gets back on track. He showed he was good early in the year. Brandon Cooks is my boom candidate. He will be peppered with the targets, much like early in the season and last week he played. Ryan Tannehill versus the Texans. I mentioned that this is going to be a pass-first game. Ryan Tannehill, I mean, this might seem like somewhat of an obvious pick. But at the same time, Ryan Tannehill hasn't topped 22 fantasy points all season at the quarterback position. So I'm going to go out and say that this will be Ryan Tannehill's best game of the fantasy season. He'll have the chance to pass first without Derrick Henry, and the tight Texans are the perfect defense to take advantage of. So this will be Ryan Tannehill's best fantasy game of the season. And sometimes he runs the ball in for a touchdown instead of passing it. So that can help. Busts. Miles Sanders versus the Saints. This is who have, I mean, this applies to who, whatever running back is there but we'll say it's miles sanders if he gets activated off ir and heading against the saints number one he's just coming off of an injury against the second ranked fantasy rushing defense number two this team still has jordan howard as a goal line back kenneth gainwell and boston scott to siphon 
passing game work. And although the team has said they want to get Miles Sanders more involved, they just haven't done it. You can't trust it yet. Miles Sanders is my bust for this week. If it's Jordan Howard out there, it's a little bit different because then you have Howard getting the majority of the carries and goal line work. You know the team will give Howard uh, the ball at the goal line. He'll have a good chance at a touchdown or even two. Um, I don't like Howard that much against this tough Saints run defense, but he's a better option than I think Miles Sanders would be if Miles Sanders is active versus if Miles Sanders is inactive. Uh, Bills running backs versus the Colts, whether it's Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, Matt Breida, all of them have been getting somewhere around like six to eight touches last week. Zach Moss sometimes has been fine with touchdowns. They all have been fine with touchdowns, but against the Colt, tough Colts run defense, you never know which one it's going to be. So bench all these guys this week. All right, that's the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF at SGF pod for the podcast at SG Sports Talk for the live show. Second goal fantasy at gmail.com. Second goal sports talk at gmail.com are the emails. Um, go follow Chris at Chris underscore SGF. And on Monday, you will probably be hearing Chris as the main host of this show as I will be recovering from my wisdom teeth procedure. So I may sound a little different on that show. I have no idea what this is actually going to be like. I know they say it takes three to five days to get fully right again. So, I mean, that helps. That's like kind of perfect timing for, I guess, the Thanksgiving show recording on Wednesday. But on Monday, I don't know. We'll see. I should be able to be on it. But how much energy I'll have, I'm, I'm not sure yet. I'll try my best. I'll be there for you guys. Thanks for listening, everyone, and I'll see you next time.